Welcome to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano. Airing live on the United Public Radio Network, 105.3 FM in New Orleans. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday night segment of The Outer Realm. We are broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network, UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 from New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by the amazing people over at Folgers Coffee who have been on this journey with us for probably going, well, we're going on five years now. So thank you, Folgers. You're part of our Outer Realm family, and we're so appreciative to have you. Also, big thank you to Justin Snicker, a.k.a. Dr. Sick, the Sonic Surgeon, for his contribution of his voice and his music for the intro that you just heard. So check him out. He's on all of your favorite streaming platforms. He is a award-winning composer of Halloween horror, sci-fi, and dark wave electronic music, our kind of stuff. Anyway, also big thank you to Steve McGinnis, the artist behind the banners and logos here at the show. Check him out on Facebook and Instagram. Also specializes in the horror genre and does phenomenal commission pieces of any type. So tonight, we welcome for the very first time, Augie Nose. You've seen him on other shows here on the network. He is the co-host of the broadcast team Alpha Show and very popular show. And um, they talk about pretty much a lot of the same stuff that we talk about. So, you know, you'd love it. Anyway, he's going to be touching on many things this evening. Um, probably, you know, starting off with some of his experiences as a pilot. Um, we'll try to get his thoughts on Project Blue Beam. And if time allows, he'd like to touch on time travel and time slips. And, you know, any way you look at it, man, he's got a lot to talk about. And uh, we're just going to wait for him to come on. And hopefully he will be on camera with us. So Bubbles is back, which is nice. Hello. Hi. It's great to be here. Sorry yeah. I've been like out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lot on my plate. And I thank you all for your thoughts and prayers. It We need them continued because this is going to be a long haul. But um, anyways, it's good to be back. It's good to see everyone. Happy New Year. Um, yeah. I didn't tell you about this, but I thought I'd tell this quick story before Aggie comes on. Um during the holidays, because we haven't had a get, we haven't had a chance to really talk. We've worked, but we haven't really talked. Um, my niece messages me and says that um, Salvatore, her youngest one, was seeing my father and having conversations with him. Now, my father passed wow. away in 2020, um, and all of a sudden, she said out of nowhere, Alexa played um, the song when we carried the casket out of the funeral home. Salvatore wasn't there for that. And wow. there was music playing as we carried him to the car. And um, 
I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, okay, we need to ground. We need to do this, blah, blah, blah. And put, you know, that I'm not doing blah, blah, blah. I'm not throwing it away. I just don't want to take up too much time with it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, John tells me, Amelia, did you turn the radio on for the dog? I go, no. He goes, did you turn it on with your phone? He's in the kitchen because it's Bluetooth, that radio. It turned on by itself. Hmm. And the song's playing. Hmm. <laughs> this is hours later. Wow. Then wow. I come up into my office. I'm just laughing because I know he was, I knew he was round because I was talking to him. Then I come into the office and his guitar is in my corner and you just hear a strum very loud. I'm wow. only from it. And I was just like, hey, daddy. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I know I'm here. I hear you. I hear you. And it was so precious. And the, mm -hmm. it was like, he was letting us know I'm coming around. Yeah. But, uh, but you've all needed him. I would have a hard time yeah. because he was young, so small. He's young. And yeah, he's so yeah. little when my dad passed away. Right. And he's having a hard time with it. It's like the first death, right? In his right. life. And that's significant. You never forget about that, even as you get older. Right. And I just thought, oh, this kid is so, they're all gifted in that family, those kids. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, this kid's really gifted. We've really got to, you know, round him in, pull him right. in, rein him in, sorry, pull him in and ground this kid because <laughs> I know it's, it's just going to, I'm scared of what he's, I just wanted to make sure <clears throat> as anyone needs to make sure that it wasn't a mimic and I could do that for her. Mm -hmm. Just Which was nice. Keep that in the back of your mind. If you do have Yes, exactly. Well, the song, Diane, is um, Dancing in the Sky. We played that um, when he when we were moving him. So it's very significant. Right. My mom, I hope you're dancing in heaven, right. not dancing in the sky. Right. Very nice. I can't even listen to the song anymore. But oh, but I love it. It's a nice. It's yeah. A nice, uh, well, I, know, he I took his last happens. breath to the song when I when I was right. I laid in bed with him when he passed away and right anyways I don't want to get to it because I'll, I'll ball my eyes out but yeah um it's nice when you get those messages and this was quite clear that he made his rounds around the family at Christmas and very nice just thought I put that out there and share it with you guys because maybe there's something that you didn't click on and your loved one has they do come around during these important times and mm -hmm. you know so don't do. don't give up and um, pay attention. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times we just dismiss things as, oh, it must have been this. It's right. all, we always dismiss it logically. Right. So yeah. yeah, I thought I'd just share that. No, that's fantastic. There's a few other it. things that happens too, yeah. but yeah. it's a long story. But right. I just thought I'd share the best parts of it. Well, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you for listening. <laughs> I love sharing these things because I want people to understand that you know, it's not in your, it's not in your mind. It's not your imagination. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. They leave signs all the time. It's just we, yeah. the living who don't that's, pay attention. That's super so. thin veil at Christmas too. Yeah. Hi, Janie. Love you. <laughs> so our guest is here and okay. we're going to bring him on and he's not on camera tonight, guys. So you'll have to just listen tight. I'll do my finger thing. Hello, Argie. How are you? Hello, hello. Here I am, and here are you. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Augie. How we're, are you? We're doing good. We're doing yeah. good. So oh, because yes. you can see us and we can't see you, when, yeah. 
Oh, we'll have some sign language going on. So when uh, you see Amelia's finger come up, that means she's going to talk, and I'll I'll try to remember to do the same thing. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I really have to apologize to you because I I'd rather stay off the camera because I got an eye infection and I yeah. look funny. Oh, I've well, I've been there. I understand. Yeah, so yeah, um, that's okay. I, I'm getting better though, so I'm gonna live. And that's yeah. <laughs> this is a good thing. They're 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 just a nuisance when you get them. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, welcome to the outer realm. Um, you know, you've you've been on a, quite a few shows on the network. You haven't been on ours before, so this is new for us. And I know you've got a lot of things that um, you you can talk about. And I know that I had co-hosted with Jeffrey Pritchett on the Church of Mabus, and was basically introduced to you mm -hmm. that way. And we had a really great segment and we had a lot of really good stuff bouncing around. So I know we're going to have a good time tonight. Uh, where would you like to start? I mean, you've got a really great portfolio and you've had a lot of experiences as a pilot and you've, I mean, the list goes on. So mm -hmm. where would you like to start tonight? Oh gosh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, you guys are the driver. I'll ride back seat with you. Uh, Okay. Where, wherever you want to go, I will follow because chances are I could talk on it. But that's okay because that is what the outer realm is all about. It's a very laid back round table type yeah. of show where the guest does get to do most of the talking to take uh, advantage of, you know, mm -hmm. the listenership. So why don't we do this then? Why don't we start with, um, I like to call humble beginnings because Essentially, one doesn't just wake up one day and say, I'm interested in UFOs unless or the paranormal or unless there's something somewhere in the background. So where did it start with you? With childhood hmm. memories or experiences or what what attracted you to all of this? Oh, to the paranormal. There's so much more than UFOs. There's so absolutely. Yeah, Amela talk about that. So it's uh, she's she's far outside of the box too, and uh, I think you know I've been around you know I'm older than some of the hills around here. So <laughs> I've I've had some experiences from early childhood when I was back on the farm in Norway, okay. and um, I think probably the first real interest in the paranormal or actually back then ufos was well probably was about 11 or 12 or so and uh, we're talking with a neighbor kid and uh, he was really interested in ufos and he kind of spurred me to it and uh, i started thinking about this all these things are flying through the air they don't have wings there's no motors on it and I knew enough about airplanes that that wasn't airplanes. So I figured, hmm, how, how do they do that? They have to oppose the gravity somehow. Mm. So there had to be an electromagnetic component to it. So I figured if there is, if they're going through the air, floating on gravity, it should create ripples in the earth magnetic field. Right. So I built this little UFO detector. That actually worked. And it's very, very simple. I just built it around a compass. 
and I had it hooked up to a bill and a battery and, uh, you know, a breaker switch. So two wires came down on both sides of the compass needle. If the compass needle moved, then it touched the wire and set off the circuit and the bell go off. So then I grabbed the binoculars and ran outside and looked. And uh, one time I know I didn't see anything, but twice I did see something going through uh, the sky that was all lit up. And uh, yeah, that was you. That was it for you? <laughs> yeah. Right. That, and what about your paranormal experiences? Because par a lot of people don't realize that the paranormal and UFOs and, and metaphysical and quantum, every, everything is connected. Yeah. Right? Yes, yes, it is. So did um, you have any cool paranormal experiences as a child? Uh, it, yeah, actually. I mean, Norway is extremely crazy out there. Yeah, it is. And uh, I... Um, this is something this memory came up when you asked for paranormal uh, i haven't even talked about this on shows i think but there was i was just a little kid and there were two uh two gentlemen that came to the farm and uh, they they just showed up, and I was uh, across the you know you have the all the buildings in kind of a square around everything, and uh, they came, and I was sitting probably about a oh, fifty to hundred meters. That's about one hundred and fifty feet away from the house we lived in, and I was sitting there talking with them. And they, they, I don't remember all of what they said. I've never really gone back and dug that out. I should really do that because one of them, he told that it is essential hmm. that you leave the country. Wow. And I, that was not in my thoughts at all. I was just a little kid. I don't know, seven or eight, maybe something like that. Right. And uh, they told me about things that I should consider doing. And my mom saw these two guys sitting there with me talking. So she came walking across just to join us. And uh, one of them, he raised his hand and he said, everything is okay. So she turned around and walked back in. Hmm. And now I'm starting to think one of them, and back in those days, nobody in Norway had long hair. But one of them did. I have long hair. Right. So um, I know this is a wild idea, but I've been messing around with time travel. And it could have... I know that sounds ridiculous. And uh, no, 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 no. No, actually it doesn't. So you're among friends, so you speak for yeah. Yeah, but, uh, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I'm good with that because I've done so many ridiculous things that it just <laughs> falls in line. Right, right. It, it's very, very possible um, as far as time travel goes. I mean, you hear stories all the time, even time slips where, you know, people will be, you know, I mean, we've got stories of children running around the house playing and all of a sudden they come back and, and everything is different. Yeah. And yet they can hear the people that they were just playing with, but they're not there. 
and hours go by and they do like a counter running back the other way. And all of a sudden things are exactly the way they were. And they're like, where were you? We've been looking for you. And like, I yeah. can hear you. I've been here the whole time. Good mm -hmm. Lord. Right. That is one of those things that I think a lot more people have these experiences, but they do everything they can to try to explain it away because they it doesn't fit in the paradigm. Right, right. Well, it's it's hard to to wrap your head around everyday things that you see yeah. just on average, let alone um, trying to go beyond the full spectrum of what is your own reality or what you deem to be your own reality. I mean, let's face it. I mean, people are comfortable talking about the, just the paranormal right now where they weren't, let's say, necessarily 50 years ago. You had more specialized people who yeah. were, even back into the Victorian times, people were really into it. But it's not something you talked about back, you know, in the, the 40s, 50s, 60s. Heck, even growing up in the 80s, you know, no, I remember, you know, the family saying, don't talk about that. It's a family secret. You're like, what? Put what? you in a street jacket <laughs> if you said something. I know. I know. Yeah. So now throw in UFOs and people like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah. I've, had, I've had people say, I believe in ghosts, but I, I cannot believe in aliens. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Know? Maybe. They could be the same. They yes. may appear as ghosts to you in dreams or in visions, but mm -hmm. maybe there's an extraterrestrial presence that allows themselves and have the mind technology to appear that way so that it will be more palatable for you. Right. Um, I believe anything is possible. Um, I, I mean, it could be, as Joe would say, dimensional bleed through. Yep. You know, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, the time slippage that you mentioned, that is something that happens, in fact, a lot. Because yes. people don't really, yeah, you know, they try to explain it away. I had one like that. I was coming home one day and I was, uh, I had my hands full of grocery bags, put them on the island in the kitchen, and I start putting things away. And I put the keys next to right on the island. I know that. I put it right there. And the uh, keys to the car. And I put all the groceries away. And then I turned around to grab the keys, and they weren't there anymore. Wow. So I wondered where they were, and I couldn't find them. Before later, I found them in the freezer on top of the fridge and i had bought no groceries that went in the freezer so i had not been in there right so you're either having a complete brain drain or yeah, something I, else something else <laughs> took place something else happened and i i did my absolute best at that time to explain it away but it just didn't work right right um Hmm. So what are your thoughts on, on time travel itself? There's a lot of people that believe that we just can't do it. We just don't oh. have the technology. I mean, you know, I believe in, in sacred places. I believe in power spots and portals and vortices and all that stuff. I mean, that's, that's 
no brainer right there. <clears throat> but do you think we have the technology to do it? Or how are we doing it exactly? Well, it's really very simple. Um, all you have to do is to start listening to uh, scientists and they will tell you that we have the technology to do it. Right. Because they are saying now that, uh, in fact, this is for the listeners. For those of you that is sitting on the fence right now, mm -hmm. I'm going to shake the pole and see if I can uh, make you come down from that fence. Because <laughs> all you have to do is to start listening to scientists. Right. Just in the major media, even, it's coming out. One of them is a, a high-profile internet newspaper. Go and look at the article. It is bbc.com. And go to July 11, 2018. Okay. There's an article about time travel. And they say, we know how to build the time travel machine, but we just can't do it yet. Right. Huh. Hmm. And then there are other people that have <clears throat> built, built these machines, and they are missing today. I mm -hmm. wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> are they uh, missing because they use them, or are they missing because somebody stopping them from using them well there is <laughs> one, one incident that uh, i i like to tell you about and that is that uh, i have a uh, an electronic device that is hooked up to a very strong electromagnet and also a uh, time coil that you put around your head and i've had some very strange experiences with it and uh, there was one guy that also got a similar device from the same guy that built it for me and he he was uh, he was going to college, living at home, so he got the machine or the device, and he took it up to his bedroom. And he uh, his mom came up later this evening to invite him down for dinner, and she walked into the room, and he was not there. the mm. the the uh, The black box was sitting in the middle of the bed. The time call was right there, and the magnet was there, but the kid was missing. Yeah, so she said, ah, yeah, you know, he, he just left to be with his friends. And he didn't come home that night. They started to worry. And then she found out that he hadn't been to school either. So now hmm. they fi filed a uh, missing persons report. Police came out and she told them the story. And there, <laughs> I can imagine, their eyes rolled back in the head, you know. Right. And uh, right. they didn't believe her at all. Then they asked her, what did you do with him? Did you kill him? Mm -hmm. That would be the first thing that you would do as a criminal investigator. Uh, the first yeah. thing? That would be the first thing coming out of law enforcement. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. That's what they're trained to do. So, yeah. And then they started investigating and they read the manual that came with it and found, yeah, okay, so this claims to be a time travel device. And they eventually had to let the case go because the kid was missing. He didn't show up anywhere. And several years later, he had still not shown up anywhere. Hmm. This, this uh, story I got from uh, Stephen Gibbs that built the machine. And uh, I totally, totally believe him. How old was he when he went missing? He was, uh, he didn't say, but he was going to college. Okay, so he was an adult. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. Hmm. And there, there are other people also that are missing having used that machine. And I can understand somewhat. Let's say that he put it on and uh, normally uh, you have to practice a little bit to make this thing work. But mm -hmm. if he got it to work right there and then, and he went back to a time before electricity and also left the machine or the device behind, he wouldn't have a way to get back. Mm. Uh, he Anything could have happened. He might not want it if he's yeah, actually used this time machine and has time travel. Because I don't know how I feel about that yet. <laughs> but because I'm still travel? learning. Yeah, I'm still learning about it. Mm -hmm. Um. I, I don't know. I have a hard time because one part of my brain says this is logical. You can, you know, you can write this in a different, so many different ways. Mm. It doesn't have to be time travel. He could have just left. He could have, anything could have happened to him. He could have met up with friends and something happened to him. He could have been, <laughs> he could have been abducted. Mm -hmm. Alien wise. It doesn't mean he went through a time travel machine. There's too many ifs. I believe you know, and I trust in, in, in you and your story. I just, as a person hearing it for the first time, have a million questions mm. with yeah. this, you know, if this time travel machine and they have it documented and law enforcement has seen it and people know about it, you would think the government would be all over this mm. trying oh, to hide it. They were. Yeah. They, they have been all over Stephen Gibbs for making these devices. Mm. And he he made the same device that Art Bell had, and yeah. uh, also uh, uh, in 2003, uh, BBC Television came over to the United States to do a uh, TV documentary on time travel. Mm -hmm. They had Michio Kaku on it and um, Green. These are mm -hmm. theoretical physicists. They are specializing in things like time travel, mm -hmm. and also they had me on it. And I demonstrated this time travel device on that video that was mm -hmm. later shown to about a billion people in the English world. And this time travel um, machine, the, the ex some of the experiences that I have from that resulted in, I don't know how to say this, I think I'm one of the few that actually have picture evidence of time travel mm -hmm. if you go to broadcastteamalpha.com okay. into the into the picture gallery okay one second because i am there picture gallery okay, okay. go to the picture gallery and oh uh, i think it is on page 15. oh because i'm looking at videos gallery got it okay yeah page 15 so i don't know where i can I'm just yeah. scrolling down here. So, okay, hold on. Uh, I am yeah. going to try. It will take me a while to look at it. Just trying to share it up with people. But go yeah. ahead. You, you keep talking and I'll I'll keep looking. <laughs> I can uh, I can try to explain how it happens. Yeah. Are, you will find two pictures on that page. And uh, they are very similar except for some very major details but okay. they were taken at the same time okay because i'm here now so on this okay. page 
I think it's uh, seven dollars. I, I forget where it's kind of in the middle. The okay. two, they look greenish picture. There's a road in the middle of it. With a road? One, yeah, one of these pictures, the road uh, has been uh, rained on very heavy because you can see the, the lights are glistening off the road. Mm -hmm. and, and also, there is no leaves on the trees. Okay. Now, the other picture, the road is dry. Mm -hmm. And there's leaves on the trees. Okay. But when I took this picture, first of all, it, I right. did it in a really strange way that I haven't heard anybody do. I was sitting at the computer and I uh, yeah. was watching a video camera in Europe, in my hometown. Right. And I took a, I took a screenshot. Here we are. Okay. And la later. Oh, yeah, wow. There you go. That's the one with rain on it. Okay, and, and this uh, is the one with, hold on, no rain, hold on, rain, no rain. Okay, so uh, what was the time the time difference between you taking both of these well, photos? I, uh, later on, after I took that first screenshot, later on I tried to go back to the same time, but I missed it by one minute and five seconds. Right. Very good likelihood that the road would not dry up or you know, in a minute and five seconds, and the leaves would also not come off the, off the trees in a minute and five seconds. So you can, if you read the text there, that'll explain a lot more of it. Right. That's right. a little lengthy, so people have to do, uh, where you found it was at broadcastteamalpha.com into yep. the picture gallery right. and page number 15, you can see it. Yeah, got it right, right here. And the website is scrolling across the bottom here. So people can go in and oh, uh, there and you go. No problem. No problem yeah. at all. And then I, I caught some flax because of this, because a lot of people could say, oh, yeah, sure. You know, he changed the date on the pictures. Of course he did, because he's a computer expert. Well, there's a problem there. First mm -hmm. of all, my computer knowledge ranks right up there with the village idiot. Mm -hmm. Right. And I have tried to get people to go in and check on the, uh, on the uh, pixels and the picture and find errors in it. And I talked to very credible people, and they said, sure, I can do that. What is the pictures about? As soon as I tell them it is two pictures proving time travel, they want nothing to do with it. Mm. Well, it's a bit out there. You yeah. know, I, I think people were are hard-pressed to think outside the box. Um, you know, there, there's, there's, there's pros and cons to everything, and there's truth and half truths and and people are yep. very leery because we live in an age of media and television mm -hmm. and unfortunately CGI. we're we're led into so many different directions it's hard to know what is accurate what isn't and what is it safe to believe people don't do the research on an average when they're watching something you know i'm i'm a natural researcher i have to research everything cross reference it many times because i want to learn but no. there are people out there who just watch something and say, "Okay, I'll take that," or mm -hmm. "I won't take that." Yeah, I'm the I'm like you. I have to dig deep after it. Mm -hmm. I can't give. I feel like I'm not giving an honest opinion mm -hmm. on something 
if I have like just an observation isn't enough for me, just a story isn't enough for me. I need to know more because mm -hmm. the first thing that comes to me is when you're talking about UFOs and you're talking about military interference and real abduction, mm -hmm. I wonder if time travel has the same kind of thing. Mm. Is, there an, is there an interference going on? Yeah. Um, you know, there, this is, this is how they, they're not all of their scientists. I mean, don't get me wrong, NASA, but like not all of your scientists get it right. And there's mm. people who are really brilliant people who are working on projects like this, who have true belief and are putting everything into it and seriously studying it at high, high, high IQs, putting these things together. And then the mm. government comes in and goes and takes it. Yeah. So uh, I, that's what I'm wondering how this all got out. Now I'm not saying just about this story. I mean, all the stories that I see, I see the typical, it's really sad because you see a lot of the typical photographs where there's a cell phone in the photo in the 1920s. It's like, that could be doctored. And like Michelle said, I agree with her. The, mm -hmm. the Hollywood itself, it's hard to believe anything when you see what they can do. I mean, you saw on the film, The Irishman, they mm -hmm. made De Niro and Scorsese, they made them young again in the film. Mm -hmm. And then back to their present age. You think about it, you look at it and go, holy, you know, mm -hmm. How do we know what is real anymore? It makes you, it puts you in a spin of wondering what is reality? You go down that rabbit hole. It's like, seriously, like for me anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then, Amela, I want to ask you, what is your definition of reality? I don't know. Aggie, I'm being honest. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I don't know because being a medium, I'm in and out of everything. And sometimes I even have to pinch myself. And there's so many times that I relive moments. And I say to Michelle, like, I'll, I'll call her and say, what the hell? Mm -hmm. This just happened to me again. Mm -hmm. And it's 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 scary because I sometimes I wonder, did I go back and come back? I do mm -hmm. have those questions, but not in the sense of time travel as much as dimensional walkthrough. Mm -hmm. I, I look at it def differently. I don't look at it as a machine that you're using, but rather your mind, if that makes any sense. That is actually it. It is a mind matter interface device. Mm -hmm. And uh, without the mind, I don't think it will do anything because that's no. how it worked for me. I started practicing on it and I couldn't get anything done until I started lowering my brainwave pattern right down to about seven cycles at the bottom of the alpha range. That's where I started to get some results. When I was sitting there normally, just closing my eyes, waiting for things to happen, nothing happened. Mm -hmm. But on the top of that is that there is an awful lot of evidence for that things happen. Let me take about 60 seconds and explain one particular Wait. incident yeah. that is totally verified that it did happen. Okay. And that is Andrew Carl Seen. Okay. In two, 2003, he was arrested for insider's trading. He, in, he was in New York. He started with $800. And he did 126 high-risk trades. None of them lost a dime of money. 
<laughs> and he accumulated from the $800, he got $350 million in about two to three weeks. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And then the regulators start looking at that and they say, wait a minute, this guy's got That's some manifestation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they came and arrested him for insiders trading, took him, in, hauled him into court, and uh, the judge asked him, how'd you do this? And he said, well, he said, it got out of hand. I got caught up in the moment, he said, it got so exciting. And the judge asked him again, how did you do this? And he says, well, I am a time traveler. He came from 2056. And I read the records. It says, I knew which companies was going to have explosive growth. Hmm. And I went and bought the stocks of them. Right. 126 without losing. That's never, ever happened before for anybody. That we know so, of. That yeah, we know of. <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, of course, the judge, you know, he just laughed at him and he said well we're going to keep you here until you tell us who you got the information from so they put him in jail they put a one million dollar bond on him and then two days later a guy showed up with one million dollars worth of cash hmm. cash and he's he a flight risk <laughs> paid pay the bond and from there on, neither one of them have ever showed up. No, of course, that's a big flight risk if you think about it. Mm -hmm. No pun uh, intended, but... Uh, absolutely. <laughs> now, a lot of people have said that, oh, this was just made up. And uh, you were talking, Michelle, that you had to research the heck out of everything. And I did that on this one. And I found that, oh, yeah, there is a police record of this guy. Wow. I so wonder it, it, how it, many of the elites have used it. I think they have their own way of doing it because yeah. time, time travel has been done since 1956. Because how else do you keep that kind of family wealth? I mean, I know one of the families and I won't say it because I don't want to get anything to happen to us on YouTube and false whatever information, but I read that one of the families puts money back in when they pass away. They don't actually leave anything to the mm. children and it gets divided so that their family always stays on top. Mm -hmm. I don't have to give the name because anybody who knows the top families knows who it is. Yeah, mm. it, it's, it's somewhat common to do that because they want to protect their agenda. Absolutely, mm. yes, yes. Well, look at the Philadelphia experiment. What, what are your thoughts on that? I have to watch that. Yeah, it, it's a good one. I um, uh, 20 years ago, uh, 20, probably 22 years ago now, I had I did nine interviews with Al Bielik in, in Tucson. And the last interviews, he really got far out there. But it is very obvious that thing did happen. Well, Tesla was a part of that. Yeah. 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 He uh, he backed out, though. He didn't want any part of it. But no, exactly. uh, he, they, he just gave him their calculations and such and yeah. uh, provided necessary generators. And that was the extent of what he was willing to do, I think. Yeah. But, but that was was. that was pretty wild. There's photos of that. Yeah. 
and there were people that uh, were on the ship. They were after they shut off the generators that was yeah. in the front and the back and the middle, the magnetic generators. They uh, would engulf. Before that, they were engulfed in a green fog and they disappeared. But right. when they came back, some people were embedded in the steel. That's right. They sunk into the steel like it was. They, they've no. got photos of it. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I'll see if I can find it while you're talking. I have to look at that. Everybody talks about it every time they come on, and I'm like, I really need to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. It's I'll, so intriguing. I'll see if I can find them. And um, then there was uh, some people that too, when they got off the ship, when uh, when they got to shore, they got off the ship, and uh, there's um, there is a story that was there was a bar right there. Two guys walked into the bar. Mm -hmm. And there was kind of dark in there, and they were glowing. And they scared the daylights out of everybody in the bar, so they ran outside and took off. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to see if I've got pictures, because I, I do think I might. One second. Um, one minute. The Philadelphia Experiment. I'm just trying to see if I've got them. Okay, here we go. I've got some right here. Bear with me. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be okay. interesting for people to see. Well, Joe and I did a show on the gray zone about this, and I and I thought it was pretty interesting. And I and I, I save everything, of course, to research. So here we go. So here are the the pictures. I mean, here you can see the ship. Oh, like yeah. I mean, it's you distorted. know, it's crazy. But here is the pictures right here. Yeah. See how they're they're sort of embedded right into the ship here. Mm -hmm. just, just, <sighs> yeah, I can't get them any bigger. So, but yeah, so that's that's pretty crazy when you think about it. That's I mean, look at this. They're they're like embedded right into it. Yeah. Wow. You know, so that's you think of that that's 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 just an experiment. <laughs> Can you imagine if yeah. they got it right? That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is for sure. Yeah, that was the early days when they could not control it. Yeah. And they developed that later on, and they can control it now. Right. Right. Well, I mean, there's a lot of, of stories about time travel. I mean, it, it, it takes me back to the story of a man going back that showed up in, I think it was Times Square, dressed in Victorian like clothes and yeah. You know, and that was in 1950, like when they found him. And when they found him, they found him with all of this, like, like his his ID from the 1800s. Mm -hmm. and he lived in Philadelphia, but here he is in 1950 with everything. And when they investigated that, they found that there was a bank account and that the guy had died five years prior. The wife was still alive as an elderly lady. And she basically said, no, man, the guy just disappeared one day and that was it. And yet, he shows up. How? Yeah, that's pretty later? cool. That's yeah, pretty cool. Seventy-five years later, I, he shows up in in New York City, dead. <laughs> so, I would. I would. Sorry. No, go ahead. I would. Thank you. I would like to to do some kind of research on um, perhaps looking at all of these people that went mess missing. Hi, Howie. Look at all these people that went missing and take 
uh, like make a list and take note, take numbers of how many of them are involved in sciences. Mm -hmm. I think, see, that's where I like to look at it as an, like an investigator researcher. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. in a different point of, because what is the, what is the motive? Why is everybody going missing other than curiosity? Okay. But how many of these people are scientists? Are they really missing? Are they being held up in some facility somewhere mm. doing work for someone else? Not necessarily government. And the theories yeah. come in like a hundred at a time, right? Yeah, but I am thinking more so that if you are a scientist, you don't dare to go outside of the box very far because you very <laughs> easily can lose your job. You lose your credibility if you start. Yes, but in your own basement, you don't. Physical theorists do it all the time. See? They should. <laughs> behind the but curtain, Aggie, behind the curtain. That's what yeah. I mean, like behind the like curtain. Wizard, Not what's yeah. in front of you, yeah. but what's behind the curtain, what's going on. Yeah. You know, a lot of these people who are, um, who are, uh, you know, into physical theory and, and stuff like that, they, they, and string theory and all that stuff lose themselves in this, you know, the Stephen Hawking's of the world, let's say they, there, there has to be, it couldn't just be him. Mm. You know, yeah, yeah. I still think though that a scientist probably is so indoctrinated that most of them will not go down the basement and start putting things like this together because no, not most, no, but the few like him because yeah. he did talk about aliens and yeah. saying not to communicate. So he is yeah. one of those. Tesla was another one who spoke. Of yeah. voices. Well, Tessa was believed to have made contact. With yeah. So it's aliens. not just it's you're just hearing spot. about it. Mm -hmm. They're they're all scientists. That could very well be, but if they are scientists and then make it work and let's say they disappear, okay. then they, Elon that's... Musk, here's a modern time. Mm, yeah, they say Yeah, we'll leave that here. one right there, won't we, Augie? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I I say don't I say don't put them on the back burner because what you see is not what you're getting, and I think mm. there's a lot of facade to that, and I think he's mm. a lot smarter than people think he is. That's just my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I know his story. I think his. Uh, he, I don't think he's a time traveler. He I know where he come from. And not time traveler. I'm okay, just saying he's. Incredible scientists. Let's let's oh. back up a little bit about, about time traveling. What about Donald Trump? Because there's so much going on around, like yeah. his grandfather or was it great grandfather? Yeah, being a time traveler. Well, Elon Musk is very good at surrounding himself with brilliant people, and he controls them. That is one of the major success principles in big business. Right. And right. uh, Donald Trump, there's a book. That's right. Yeah, which exactly. actually talk about, I've written almost 100 years ago, they talk about that his son was barren, right? Yes. 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 That's interesting. Yes. Well, his name is Baron. Yes. I know. That's the one with I mean. Melania or the other one? Are no, you talking the about, Michelle? The current. the current one is Baron. Yeah. Yeah, Baron that's Trump. right. He was that's named right. after his grandfather. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. But um, 
I don't know. So right there, he seems yeah. he just seems to to know a lot of things. You know, John Titor, Titor. Yeah. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who you? he is. Yeah. When it, come, when it comes to all these things that is hidden from us, uh, we have to remember what Ben Rich said, you know, the head of the skunk, uh, Lockheed Skunks Works. Yes. And I'll quote him on that one. And he said, I know, no, no, he said, we know how to take E.T. home, and it will not take a lifetime to do it. We already have the means to travel among the stars, but these technologies are locked up in black projects and it will take an act of God to ever get them out to benefit humanity. Anything you know and can imagine, we know how to do. Hmm. I, I can imagine a lot of things. Yeah. Yes, I, I agree with you. I'm right there with you. And he didn't say that last week. He said it in 1978. Mm, see. So where do you think they are now? Do you think, Argie, that with everything that the powers that be have suppressed from the rest of us, do you think we should be living in more of a Star Wars or Star Trek sort of a life or future? Do you think we, we would be that far advanced if everything had gone status quo? and nothing would be hidden? Well, uh, let me uh, do a comment here first. Of course. And then I'll get to that. Okay. I bet everybody saw the movies about The Matrix, right? Oh, please. there's another show we could do right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you saw The Matrix, we all thought, that is wonderful science fiction. And it's no. Never that was not science fiction that no. was a documentary it was that that feels like life when you're in this field there's a lot of ancient like information in there yeah, yeah. if you if you pay attention it's an incredible and series i i would when i said it's a documentary i don't mean necessarily in every detail right but i think i can prove to you that the the world we are living in is a mind-created creation. There's nothing real out there because there is this physicist. His name is James Gates. Right. He has uh, he looks to be in his 60s somewhere, and uh, he has studied the universe all his life. And he says that when we look deep in the equations explaining fundamental particles of the fabric of space, we find computer language. Mm -hmm. And he said, we didn't put it there. It just shows up. It is too organized to be there by accident. It was put there by an intelligence. Hmm. So if there is a computer language somewhere, it's got to be a computer, right? One would think. Got to have one in order to have computer language. Yes. I, I can accept that. Not a computer like you're sitting there right now looking at, but it's a different computer. And what I'm more interested in, who is sitting at the computer? Source. Who is source? Who is the yeah. creator, right? In our individual reality... I guess if I was on camera right now, I would point to that person and I would point right to you. You are doing your own creation. You are using the technology of the universal mind or source 
which you are an integral part mm -hmm. of. Mm -hmm. And through you, the source is able to give you the intelligence to create everything around you on the basis of neuroscience mm -hmm. and quantum mechanics and mm -hmm. also the science that you get from the source mm -hmm. as you are part of. Mm -hmm. Do you believe that's, um, I'll back up a little bit um, and, and talk about extraterrestrials for a moment but you know how people say because i've said it because i do get them downloads mm -hmm. do you think downloads come from other races or that are out there or do you think maybe it lends to your theory I, source computer whatever the case may be i'm going to stay with this because i had one of those when the universe was downloaded to me in concept and detail and uh, that came from source otherwise they wouldn't be this big right. and i uh, what i saw in there was a lot of inventions people and pretty much everything and what i was interested in when i thought about it later then it popped out and then when i quit thinking about it it collapsed itself into that soup again Mm. And uh, whenever I go back now, I can go back, put myself in a state of mind. I can bring some of that back out because mm -hmm. it is burned into my memory. I have the, all of it. Mm -hmm. And right. in there, uh, that's where uh, I, in my book about spiritual science, higher conscious thinking and how to access the universal consciousness, I explain how we all can do this. There is a way to get downloads, and it's not that uncommon. You got them, Michelle, and uh, many, many uh, others. Quite, but quite often for a while, actually. Yeah. yeah. You know, you had them a lot, and you were losing sleep, waking up tired. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's a good trade-off. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I love, I love waking up and just, just knowing things you know i i write i would write down whatever i could remember but sometimes i wouldn't remember sometimes i would just start researching or working and i started like getting pulled in directions and all of this information would come up and i'd be just like well i didn't see this coming yeah <laughs> you know, sometimes it's 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 interesting how it all yeah. works yeah sometimes the universe sneaks things in on you mm -hmm. but the thing about it is that you always are the one that allows for it to happen. Of course. Mm -hmm. I believe so, that. Yeah, because we create in our own reality, and some of it we create from the present, and some of it we create because we made the agreement of going through or doing these things before we were even born. Mm -hmm. Right. We come with big uh, back sacks and baggage. Right, right. So tell me then, while we're, we're talking about everything, all-knowing, um, what are your thoughts on, I, I, I like to say dimensional, interdimensional beings. I don't really feel that all life that's out there shows up in a craft. I do believe that it is dimensional. I do believe many have, you know, have been here all along or started here and return here as far as extraterrestrials. What is your experience with that? 
uh, when it comes to the extraterrestrial presence, the, the first question that show up, first of all, maybe why, and then is where do they come from? Mm. I think they come from everywhere and every when. Mm. Every when is a new term that has not been used a lot, but that means that they could come from the past, mm -hmm. they could come from the future. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have the evidence of this happening because, uh, first of all, the science says that it's possible. Mm -hmm. And we have to quit thinking in old time technology and science. Right. We got to expand our mind into the future. If we can imagine it, mm -hmm. it can be done. Right, right. So if you have extraterrestrials coming in ships, physical ships, they are way ahead of us, but they are also lower in technology and, and consciousness than the ones that don't need the ships. The ones that show up, like I had one time happen, and they show up in front of you and they stand there looking like a light bulb all lit up. Mm. They don't they don't need ships. No. No. They're all consciousness. Yes. The, yes. The uh, rep <laughs> reptiles or the um, the greys or even the Pleiadians, they need ships. Mm. Right. But they travel faster than the speed of light. It takes them about um, 40 minutes to come from the Pleiades to here, according mm -hmm. to Billy Meyer. So mm -hmm. that is a lot faster than the speed of light. And it's really very simple. All they have to do is to set up a plasmic bubble around the craft accelerate the vibration of everything inside of that bubble. Now you're outside of the physical reality where time does not work as we know it. Now you can move forward, you can move backwards outside of time, and you move by consciousness. Mm. You can move from the Pleiades to here in a lot shorter time than it takes otherwise. Mm. Accelerate the ship out of the physical, and you can move forwards and backwards. Right. Um, just quickly, I thought this was an interesting comment here, Amelia. Sure. You Thank you, one? Michelle. Yep. Marshall Martin, Thank you so much for joining us and for participating in this episode. Um, Marshall says, it asks, sorry, if the brain can determine what to put on a microchip that's implanted, I question if it's necessary and capable to surf the net without any device. Hmm. I found yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. Because the head of the um, telephone division of, of uh, a Japanese company, Motorola. Right. He said in a speech, by 2030, nobody will be carrying a telephone. <laughs> it will all be in your head. I hope you, not. You, not this you, one. Not, <laughs> won't be in mine. Not. I'll be off the internet at that point. -uh. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't give that kind of permission. I I think it's a highly intrusive. And then talk about being controlled. 
Well, the thing about it, what people have done over the last three years by putting stuff inside of them, you mm -hmm. already have that technology in you. That's so, fine, but they're still putting they're still putting technology in your own technology that you're using every day. Uh, um, respectfully, yep. they are following and tracing everything, anyways. Even when your camera is off, if we learned nothing from Snowden, we deserve to to suffer this. Absolutely. Yeah, because uh, you your computer, even if it's off, you think it's off, but it's still on. Mm -hmm. Re people really need to dig deep if they, you know, and really look at how many times have you been online and you're thinking about something or you've had a conversation and all of a sudden these ads are up there, but you have not used a search engine for any of this. Yeah, it happens on the phone a lot. It happens mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. But what the guy from Motorola said that all you have to do, he said, is to think about a person and then you formulate the thought in your mind that call so-and-so. And he will get the message and he will answer. And you can have a conversation mind to mind. He said, that will be the telephone of the future. Mm -hmm. now we already have that capability we do we do just that just that we've been told we don't so we don't and we have never practiced it so we don't get good at it because we're, we've been conditioned you know yeah. everything has worked um or been programmed against us society goes against all that otherwise you know you'd have all these extremely powerful people it would be very difficult for for the powers that be to keep control over all of these gifts. And I, I, I always say it, we're, we're a species of, of people with amnesia. We forget who we are, where we came from, and what we can do. Yep. That's a shame. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, it's, it's never too late. I think it's definitely a message that a lot of different um you know, beings from different, different, you know, parts of the universe or universes or dimensions. That's a primary message. Do you think, I mean, they're just trying to kick us into gear and say, remember what you can do, remember who you are. Or do you think you have these, these races that are just trying to suppress us even further? I think we are being suppressed from everywhere. There are extraterrestrial entities that want to control the narrative of Earth and their government, their religion. There are all kinds of different different factions of different things that have their agenda that want to control their people with. So mm -hmm. we don't, I mean, this is a hard road to hoe because we need to stay ahead of these things. But once we know it is happening, it doesn't have the same effect on us. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, it's like we're the lab rats of the universe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I feel like one sometimes. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> do you, do you either like of you <laughs> ever feel like you're always being watched, like for both of you? Yeah. All the time. Right? Isn't yep. it a horrible I had a guy feeling? outside the house today. I'll tell you about that later. But yeah. No, I mean, even in your own house, you're just feel like yeah. there's eyes on you everywhere. It's such an awful feeling. Well, here's something for you. Think about this. Maybe you are being watched. 
Have you seen shadow people in the house? Well, I see shadow people. I'm a medium. I see everything. <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. you know. Then you know you're being watched because that way, in. yes, yes. I see them around the house here. We got other people living here in this house that normally people cannot see. Yeah. But they live here too. So do you think they're paranormal or do you think they're an extraterrestrial race? No, or time travelers? Some people believe shadow people are a different travelers. dimension. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're extraterrestrials. They, uh, they, they kind of look like you and me. Right. Joel's right. favorite word, dimensional bleed through. Yeah, but I see them out of the corner of the eye, about 90 degrees to yeah. the side. Mm -hmm. And then I look over there and they're gone. Because the periphery of the retina in the back of the eye are able to pick up higher vibratory light than the center is. Mm -hmm. So that in the periphery, you're able to see those things out there. But when you turn your head, now you're looking at them from the center of the retina and they're gone. Mm. Well, I know when I researched shadow people, probably about three or four years ago, yeah. there was a really big hypothesis where they really believed that they were potentially time travelers. That, yeah. that could be true. They could be many different sources for it. Mm. By the way, did you know that in Chinese law, time travel is made illegal? Now, why, why would they have to do that if we didn't have yeah. the capability, I wonder? Why would they do that if they knew it wouldn't work? Yes. Yes. Well, I think there's a lot of things that will start to surface. When, mm -hmm. when you have, you know, um, when you have the amount of suppression that we have had, especially since the Roswell days. I think it got a lot worse. I mean, we didn't start out this way. Ancient cultures were all very open. You know, we had a guest on the show last night talking about, you know, Atlantis going back like way, 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 like hundreds, hundred thousand, a couple hundred thousand years, you know, and, and we really got into the meat and potatoes of things. And, and I thought to myself, my gosh, technology has always been here. Capabilities has always been here. And somewhere along the line, Everything that was accepted back then, even dealing with different extraterrestrial or interdimensional beings, everything came to a, a stop. You know, even Da Vinci, who disappeared for two weeks, came back more brilliant to the normal. <laughs> you know, but but you know, all of a sudden, fast forward into modern times, and everything became an issue after Roswell, and all of a sudden, we are suppressed hardcore yep. yeah that's a great point but, mm -hmm. but on one note um da vinci and michelangelo were known to use mushrooms i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> yes but, <laughs> but when you use mushrooms it's like it's like that dmt thing you see all kinds of amazing yes. things yes right? and it and it and it was present in his work after that as well yes you could see it in his work right yeah, like, it changed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. There Ayahuasca, was angles. There was DMT, theories in there. Yeah. yeah. That'll do it. That's just tapping in <clears throat> into what you should be able to naturally do. Yeah. Yeah. And even time travel is full of paradoxes. There yes. Are, there are things that if you do it, don't mess with the past. 
because it changes everything in the future. And if you are in the future, you may not be able to get back to the timeline you started in. Yes. You know, one of these paradoxes is well known. It's, you know, the, the grandfather paradox that you go back yeah. uh, and kill your grandfather. Mm-hmm. Well, kill him before he had fun with grandma. So your, one of your parents were born. Mm-hmm. And if, if you did that, one of your parents would not be born and you would not be born. So you could not go back and kill your grandfather. You Now you got a Mobius loop with no end to it. Yeah. Right. You right. can't so, do that kind of stuff. With other words, the timeline that you are in right now, you would disappear. Now the question is, would the timeline continue? Would you outside of it? then everything around you has to change. So there is an awful lot of change if you mess with the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of different um, paradox when it comes to things like that. I mean, there's a lot of things to, to factor in. It's definitely not as cut and dry as, as yeah. you know, people would have one think. But... You know, when you talk about devices, I've, I've talked about this story before, and I really do have to, to locate the recording because this was years ago. But using a certain device, um, testing it out when I, I first had it built, and we came across what we thought was a time slip of two pilots. And I, I believe half of what I hear <laughs> and half of what I see because things aren't always what they seem. And we had two pilots, three pilots actually, that seemed to be in an old warplane. And they could see us and we could we can only hear them, obviously. And it almost sounded like they were in this bad B movie. And I'm thinking, oh, we had to have tapped into something really ridiculous, like a really bad film or something. But it turned out where they were communicating with one another, describing us sitting at the table. They were intrigued with the fact that we had electricity. And I asked them, and I said, what do you see? And they said, nothing, ma'am. It's all black. We're lost. And I went, who am I speaking to? what's your rank and position? And and it went major, and I don't remember what he had said, and it kind of blurped out. It gave us a coordinate, but gave us like two out of three, if that makes sense, because they gave two coordinates and then blipped something out. And it basically, when we looked it up, we put them over the Pacific. And then it got really heartbreaking because they said, look, there's a door, it's open. And I just had visions of like, a B-52 or something coming, tearing through, taking the tower off the house or something. And I'm like, do not go through the door. (laughs) And then they started pleading. They're like, please, please, we're lost. Help us, please. And then transmission cut. I was just Mm. like, what did we just experience? So a year later, exactly the same time, the same date, we tried again and could never get it back. Tried for a couple of years, could never get it back. It's like mm-hmm. the planets were lined up a certain way or something. That's and a that's a good point. Yeah. yeah it's just, energy, frequency. Yeah. Has to be identical. I think so. Yeah. Wasn't for a lack of trying. Makes sense. So we picked up on something out there, but and I wouldn't have thought much about it except for the fact that there was an interaction and they were describing what they were seeing. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're very lucky to have experienced that. That's pretty cool. But yeah. you know what? fortunate like like they're definitely yeah. very humbled but could never find 
like exact information on it because we just didn't have all the coordinates. Hmm. And in wartime, how many planes went missing? Seriously. And how many? Like, did, did this, did they end up through a portal or something? Did they end up just wandering around? Because it's very intelligent communication. Or are we dealing with something like, again, like a bleed through? Are we dealing with, with, I can't even say it's a replay in time because there was communication happening. Yeah, th this goes right into another technology that has been talked about and has been around for a while, and that is the looking glass, you know, on the chronovisor. Oh, the chronovisor. Yes, I know. I know. Guardians, yes. <laughs> and those things, they were, uh, I've done a couple of shows on that uh, on Broadcast Team Alpha, and uh, yeah. Those things did happen, and the, the looking glass now is showing yes. they were able to show different timelines, and they're seeing that they're starting to merge. Really? They're started, the timelines are starting to merge together as they go into the future, and they're going to end up in one timeline, looks like, in the future. Well, a lot of people believe, actually, Mike says it right here. Timeline. Oh, the timeline has changed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can't see the word, but we know yeah. why the timeline has changed. Uh, yeah. So the, yeah. the coronavirus is, I mean, if you think about it on the grand scheme of things, it's not really very old, is it? 80s? I think uh, when they first no, came they, up. They, they started working on it in the, in the 1950s. Okay. Because chrono, the uh, coronavirus was done by the Catholic Church. Right. Uh, or should I say, uh, yes. financed by them, yeah. and then, and then uh, they reached out to scientists, and they found, uh, uh, well, quite a few of them, uh, high-ranking scientists that put their heads together, and they, uh, they put the schematics together first, and they found that this could really work, and they hooked it up to a TV screen. And a bigger than normal TV screen, and then they uh, ran it through, so they were able to watch things mm -hmm. in the past, mm -hmm. and, and mostly in the past. Uh, I know they have seen things in the future, but there was a problem with there because the future has not been created and locked in stone yet. Right. So it, it is somewhat affected by the one who is operating the device. If you are thinking about something in the future that you like to see, that could very well show up on the screen. That's interesting that it could be manipulated that easily. Yeah, the 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 uh, one that run the machine will have uh, an influence on the future because the future is sitting there. If you right. thought of it, it's in the quantum right. uh, arena, waiting for you to pull it back into the physical. Mm -hmm. So yeah. uh, that makes that, sense. Makes perfect yeah. sense. So what do you think, um, well, before I, you know, I ask you the next question, Amelia, can you get this one and we'll, we'll just tackle um, it. Yes. Hi, Wayne. <laughs> Wayne says there's been a definite shift in the way things feel today over 40 years ago. Could this be a result of someone going back in time and interfering and thus throwing us all into an unnatural timeline? Good question. Very yeah uh, there is uh, probably several reasons for that and that is especially lately we have moved into a region of space in fact uh, 
<laughs> later here. I've been saying that for 10 years now. But uh, later, actually, uh, NASA has confirmed that we have re moved into a regional space where there is more radiation, and then they talk about what kind of radiation. Mm -hmm. But uh, we have moved into a regional space where there's a spike coming out from the center of the galaxy that we are in right now, that mm -hmm. that spike only shows up about 20 one time around the great circle, which is 26,000 some 600 years. Wow. So we are in that. And that that is why the raising of consciousness is happening. And the veil is thinning. And we start seeing extraterrestrials. And uh, they're everywhere mm -hmm. in the sky. You, mm -hmm. They walk in the street. And they look like us. You don't know it. Right. It, if you had aura goggles, you would be seeing them because some of their auras are different colors. Like, you know, oh, like, they're coming, Augie. They're coming. Where can I get a set of those? <laughs> Don't think I'm not on top of this technology. Oh, my. <laughs> so, right. um, yes, that's <laughs> a whole other show in itself. So, the question I was going to ask you about timelines is do you think that? You know, we have this halogen cauldron and we've got CERN and things like that. Do you think when they crank that on that it shifted us at all? Because man has a way of just screwing things up, you know? Oh, we're, we're good at that. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we are. We're really now, good at that. <laughs> now, you may, you may remember this. And it was about, I think, three or four years ago. I think it was one of the... Um, the head scientist at CERN, he was speaking on the floor of the Uni uh, European Union at the, the, uh, the house. And he said, I started his speech when he was talking to all the senators. <clears throat> he said, first, I says, he said, I have to apologize for you. He said, we destroyed we, we destroyed our world. So we are in a different timelines now. And then he went on with his speech. And people in the audience, they kind of laughed it off. And that was a good like joke. It was, what, it was a joke? <laughs> wow. Wow. And, but nobody caught it. I am not so totally sure that he was not telling the truth. Yes. He could have. Because we are living here or at least we think we do, but it is all energy, right? Yes. Energy does not go away. It is only transformed into something different. So if they destroyed that world, we could very well slip right into a parallel timeline where they didn't do it. You, you're not wrong on that at all. I, I think that we end up creating things that we have no control over. And I think that's part of what's happening with AI. You yeah. know, we've been warned about this for a long time and it's, it's happening. And no matter what, I mean, what are we, what are we going to, we're going full circle to, you know, to, to matrix again, you know, mm -hmm. like then yeah. what, then what we don't listen. History repeats itself. Yeah, and uh, this looking glass is actually has been around a long time. They started back in the 1940s in the theory part of it. It took 10 years before they were able to actually start putting it together. And uh, Nikola Tesla, he on his last, I think he died in 1943, but uh, mm -hmm. 
he was in the very beginning he gave some gave them some equations that they were going to work with and then he backed out because he found out what they were going to use it for and uh, but then again uh, einstein he went on working with it because i guess he was lesser principal probably mm -hmm. Werner von braun was involved with it and uh, uh, andretti fermi was uh, another scientist that worked on it mm -hmm. and created this time distortion device that actually worked for them mm -hmm. and uh, they were able to see things in the past in fact they even claimed uh, that was on the um, on the chronovisor that, that they claimed they were able to see the crucifixion of yes 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 um, i'm i'm going to just halt uh, one moment. We have to do a sponsor and station ID, please, Amelia. Yes. And right before I take that, I just want to put out there, I highly doubt Tesla would be impressed having his name on these electric cars, to be honest with you, right no. now, with the way they're <laughs> no. not starting in this cold, cold places. So yeah. I don't know about all these other things coming to reality about flying cars when we can't even plug <laughs> one in yet. So... Just just putting it out there for a little giggle because sometimes things get too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. guys, like nightmares. Me. Yeah. That's all right. It for me. Okay. You are listening to the Outer Realm with Michelle DeRoche and Amelia Pisano coming to you live from the beautiful city of New Orleans on 105.3 and 107.7 FM radio, as well as the Roku channel, live and archived. Our guest tonight is Augie Noss, and we're talking all about time travel, ET, races, time slips, matrix, my gosh, what mm -hmm. a night. It's been really, really, really fun. I'm really <laughs> enjoying this. Uh, if you're just tuning in, no worries. You can stream our archives on the platform that you normally use. Just remember to click like and subscribe when you get there. First search United Public Radio, then the Outer Realm. And don't forget to share us with your friends and family. To the wonderful Folks at Folgers Coffee, thank you so much for your continued support. You've been sponsoring our show since day one, and we deeply, deeply appreciate you. We love you so much. Thank you for letting us be here. And thank you for joining us. Joe tells us that you tune in, so a big hello to you as well. For our fabulous banner and promo media, a big thank you to Steve McGinnis, who is a horror illustrator. He also does different commission pieces. If you're interested, he can be found on social media and Facebook, which is social media, Amelia. Yep, I know, I'm back. Loving our intro, and sometimes we get that outro in if we don't go too long. That's a big thank you to Dr. Snick, the sonic surgeon, Justin Snicker, award-winning composer, vocalist, and musician. You can find his music on Amazon and Bandcamp, stream them on any platform that you normally use. And you can also check him out on Facebook and Instagram where he's dropping clips. And don't forget, you can also search his music when you're creating those amazing stories. Now, if you're watching us right now on Facebook Live or on YouTube, make sure to give us a like, subscribe, and hit that little bell. Don't forget to share us with your friends and and families. Thank you. And we are back. Wow. So, yeah, very interesting conversation. Um, what are your thoughts, Augie? We, you know, Nikola Tesla, 
of course, had developed, you know, what the, the, the communication device. A lot of people don't don't realize, but if you go into the FBI website and go into the vaults, you will find an article there that clearly states that Nikola Testa was brought to the Tesla family as a child, as a baby, from two Venusians, from Venus. There, and Venus was known at one time to be like a technology mm -hmm. uh, civilization. So this is in the FBI vaults. If you go, you can go check it out. Because, um, I mean, come on. The technology that this guy had was unbelievable. And apparently these there would be people, these dimensional people, that would come in and stop in and check up on him once in a <laughs> while. So... I don't know, truth or not, it's an interesting thing to find in the FBI vault files. But, but he, you know, he did go on to invent this device, which um, was sort of like a, a telephone to communicate with dimensional or other dimensional beings, and it was improved upon by Thomas Edison, of course, and went on to be, you know, went to the wayside for a lot of years. But when Tesla used them, he did hear voices that came from somewhere intelligent voices of sorts and of course when it got reinvented and this time by frank sumption um you know aka renamed telephone to the dead ghost box that sort of thing what are your thoughts on that oh i'm glad you brought that up me too let's go let's <laughs> run with doggy <laughs> i'm i'm thinking we've all used it yeah. oh, what I'm going to say next is going to be right up your alley, Amelia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Everybody out there listening, go to YouTube and put in the search bar the Tesla Spirit Radio. Yes. When you do, you're going to find a whole bunch of people that has built that radio. Yep. And it works about every time. Yeah, You can talk and you can ask questions. And answers come back mm -hmm. because uh, Nikola Tesla, I think it was 1901, he patented this radio. I think it was about 14 different parts on it. And it's very simple to make, except mm -hmm. for me. I don't know anything about electronics. <laughs> so uh, he had these 14 different parts, two antennas on it, and it had no electricity going into it. So it was mm. self-serving. Right. And what he did, he had this sitting on his desk. And one statement he made in an interview about this device was that uh, I think I can almost quote it. And he said, I was alone in my laboratory at night. And in the from this device, I could hear two voices talking back and forth in a language I did not understand. Mm -hmm. And it terrified me. Mm -hmm. Now, we got to remember, Nikola Tesla was fluent in seven languages. Right. But this was languages he did not understand. Right. Mm -hmm. And also, it terrified him. A scientist like that Mm -hmm. He put together, he thought at first it was from another planet, and then he realized that probably wasn't, it was something around him. And that was in 1901. The first radio 
station in the United States was KEKA. That was a Pittsburgh station, I think. That was put up in 1920. Wow. So he, he heard this 20 years before the first radio station was operational. Right. But right. There, there were a few radios, but um, from what I found is that there was less than 20 in the country at the time. In mm -hmm. 1901, and they were at universities where they were just doing experiments. Mm -hmm. Right now, that blows me away because he had that 100 and actually 22 years ago. Mm -hmm. I know it's that, it's it's that, impressive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that is one way where you can speak with mm -hmm. dead folks. Or sure. interdimensional folks, anytime, and it works just about every time. I've had some interesting experiences with them. I've had two very um, um, amazing pieces built, um, and I've used small ones that have been built and converted. I like to test out different things, and one of the pieces that I, I'm actually in possession of was one of Frank Sumption's original uh, ghost boxes, Telephone to the Dead. Very, very primitive life. And before Frank died, we were having, um, a, you know, text conversation. And he goes, you know, he goes, he sent me a bunch of his recordings to listen to. And he said, everybody thought I built this to talk to ghosts. He goes, I built it to talk to aliens. Uh. And I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, wow. And <laughs> I was, I know, I, I was just getting to know him because um, he was the best friend of a friend of mine. I was just getting to know him. His recordings were amazing. Um, and, and then he passed away. And I thought, oh, wow. Like what, had he kept going, I imagine he would have just evolved on, yeah. on these devices so mm -hmm. much, you know. But he had basically said that he was told to build it. Hmm. from someone somewhere and that's he built amazing. it amazing that's, he did a good job he did yeah. i had the pleasure and honor of, of um using it with michelle and i can tell you oh that, that wasn't is, that, that wasn't even is, his no but that thing that yeah. box was yeah. an incredible experience that is so real and when you're asking questions of a personal nature and the answers come back in the voice of which is yeah it's really it's a it's really hard to to dispute that like i challenge anyone to try because mm. i was just super impressed by it and i could see how people can lose themselves in it i could see that i think one of the most interesting experiences for me was was um a woman who had stayed at the house one time and asked she wanted to do a communication with her father who was deceased. There was no closure. And she goes, are you there with, she named a name, which was the dog basically. And he goes, yes. And she goes, can you give him a big kiss for me? And all he said was, and why would I want to do that? Kiss the dog. <laughs> so I was like, wow. But it, but it just sort of shows you that there's still. He's her baby. <laughs> yeah. But it's still. You know, the personality was just was I never really liked the dog. It was like, oh, that that it made sense. It just it just added a bit of credence to the fact that maybe we were still dealing with the same type of personality. 
but, yeah. I, but I guess the point I'm trying to make is that technology has a way of resurfacing. And yeah. as it resurfaces, of course, you know, whose hands does it fall into? So when you talk about getting back to the chronovisor, there are people trying to recreate this thing right now. I could imagine, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of credibility, with, uh, especially with talking to disembodied ones too. They're doing something here in Arizona at the, the University of Arizona, Gary Schwartz there. He's doing a project. It's taken him quite a few years to develop this, but he is also talking to the other side and he has patented. And wow. uh, this uh, is called the Soul Phone, S-O-U-L Phone. If you go to, um, uh, you can Google Soul Phone or you go to the, uh, I think it is the Soul, the Soul Phone Foundation.org, I seem to remember. And the phenomenal people on the advisory council, very credible people that is working with this. He hmm. had a computer that he hooked up to an antenna behind it. Hmm. <coughs> and they can add the typing questions in and they get answers. <coughs> Excuse me. Certainly. And the, uh, the answers, now the questions go out and the answers come back as yes or no. The yes one's a green light, the no is a red light. And he made, uh, I think a couple of three, four years ago, he made the statement that so far, he says, all the questions we asked has never, the answers has never been wrong. Hmm. Really? So I am wondering who he's talking to. Is it uh, the quantum existence, universal consciousness, or is it some really smart guy on the other side? See, that's the, I would have to wonder the same thing because, you know, there's a lot of controversy with these devices. You know, there's, there's, they just tell you, there's just no way. There's no way no. that you're actually getting intelligent things, especially when it comes to apps. But I find that apps, unfortunately, you, you, your telephone now, your cell phone is a mini computer. My no. cell phone has more gigabyte, like it's got a terabyte. It's got more than my computer, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and. I think there's just a lot of different things that you, you can do. Um, you know, one of my devices can, can use police scanners. It can connect to anything just to, just to grab like frequencies, something to, to work with. So I, I think there's, there's a lot more to it than that. And I, and I just think we do have to be careful, however, because like I said, not everything is what it seems. It, there's a lot of gimmicks out there and there's a lot of, a lot of things. I think a lot of it depends on the people using them. I can tell you, I've, I've, you know, communicated with, you know, extraterrestrials that they've just been very emotional, you know, it's just such an enlightening uh, communication. You just feel the, the intense positive energy that comes from it. And it's very, it was a very emotional experience. Um, mm. You know, for those of us who participated in that, it was just really wild. But um, some of them aren't so great. There are, I think, disembodied beings out there that are pretty harsh. So I guess you have to ask yourself from a logical standpoint, are we dealing with ET? Are we dealing with, you know, um, evil spirits? Are we dealing with those that would be deemed to be demonic entities? Um, I mean, I imagine anything can come through. And a lot of people are falling <clears throat> into some bad situations. 
Yeah, and I have a saying, and that is that just because you're dead, it doesn't make you smart. Mm -hmm. Whatever consciousness you had, your personality and your character you had here, mm -hmm. that goes with you. Right. I agree. I yeah, agree with you. You are in death what you were in life, right? Yeah. And uh, in the lower... brilliant. <laughs> Sorry? <Yeah. laughs> Some of them are jerks, too. <laughs> I said, I'm going to be brilliant. I'm, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm being, I'm being facetious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so go ahead. Arguing. But in the lower astral <laughs> worlds is not where we want to be. Right. Because uh, astral travelers uh, that don't really know a lot about what's out there, mm -hmm. they find themselves quite often there and it's, kind of it's not as much light as here this little darkish and and you can see other entities that come up and they want to communicate with you they're asking questions they're confused they're needy mm -hmm. and if you spend much time there they may follow you home so mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. the place to be but mm -hmm. uh, you can think yourself out of there into higher vibrations and then things can be wonderful depends on if you understand how to do that Mm -hmm. I, I think it's about awareness and evolution. I think it's bringing yourself up to, you know, a, a frequency that's hard for them to attach to. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. life is about vibration and frequency and mathematics and, you know, <laughs> geometry for people who really want to get technical about it. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, um, I don't know. I think the potential is great. I think people have the curiosity um, to be to want to learn more. But the idea is, where do you go to find out information where it's it's safe? You know, because people are being fed a lot of crap right now. Yeah, absolutely. Because, uh, oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I better not do that because it lead into politics. <laughs> Oh, uh, we should put you on Joe's show. You want to talk yeah. politics? <laughs> you, you can be free there. Oh my god! Because I can be, no I kidding. can be really into politics too. It's, it's, I'm annoying everybody right now. It's it's tough. It's yeah. tough. Well, it's well, hard yeah. because it's it's international right now. Yeah, it's every corner of the world is being yeah. brainwashed the same way because this is a global agenda anyway. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, and that's that's the show that we can do on Rumble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not here, not here. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a show for Rumble that we could talk Absolutely. about. Absolutely, yeah. Argy, do you ever remember years ago um, on Skype, there was a guy who did an experiment, and it was to be able to communicate with something otherworldly. So you would, you know how you add people, right, on Skype. So you would add, he had two channels that were going. And they were really like a white noise. It was crazy. And you would tag into this and it would call through. And then all of a sudden, it would be, um, something would come through. And I thought, oh, it's just got to be some bloke on the other side. You know, it has to be. Bloke. A bloke. It has to be a bloke. Too much Wayne. Yeah, I was be a bloke on the, other, on the other end who's thinking, I'm a bloke on the other end. But yeah. I really didn't speak a whole lot. I, I, I was allowing this person or this, this being to come through. 
and it got really aggressive and it didn't sound to me like a human being. And I'll tell you something after that, that it didn't last very long. That experiment lasted for, I think about three months where people started, you know, commenting about having really horrific experiences afterwards. And I started getting like nightmares after that. And luckily, I mean, you know, using my own abilities and, and, and grounding and, you know, enlightening, I was able to push a lot of that out, but I found mm -hmm. the timing of it very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, there, there is a few experiments like that, in, including all the way back up to uh, when it comes to time travel. Uh, there's a German scientist that was named Helmut Schmidt. Mm -hmm. He was able to change the past by doing scientific experiments, and it worked. Wow. And how so, did he manage that? That's, that's, that's... Well, he... Um, he hooked, he, let's just, uh, I'll take about a minute and a half to explain the experiments he did okay. because yeah. it is so yeah. groundbreaking. Okay. He took somebody and he, he hooked them up to uh, <clears throat> biometric sensors that he put on his head. Okay. And they ran that through a random numbers computer so that their computer was giving out equal clicks on each ear. So click on the right side, click on the left side, click on the right side, but it was totally random. It could be one more on the left or one more on the right or two on two more on the left and two less on the right. So it was random. And then he recorded it. And then when the recordings were done, he gave that to a, uh, he did many of these and they came out 50, 50, 49, 51, occasionally 48, 52, but they were average all over. Mm -hmm. And then he gave those recordings to, nobody saw it, but he, nobody listened to it, but he gave it to an intern and he said, sit there, look at it and imagine the clicks on your left side being much lower than the right side. And the intern sat there for several minutes looking at it and imagining it being much less on the left side than the right side. And then they ran the recording. And hmm. guess what? The left side was down in the 30s. That cannot happen by a random distribution of clicks. Wow. But wow he did many of these experiments and he was able through by the mind of the intern was changing the clicks on that recording. Hmm. And at the end of the speech, he said, that was my beginning. He said, we have advanced much more since then. Wow. 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 That's, that is impressive yeah. to me because I just find that, there's some things that you just don't ever hear about. I mean, that would have been yeah. kept under wraps right up until probably what, 30 years ago, like after the war, long after the war, before they would start um, being able to release information like that. And how much more, I mean, they did all kinds of amazing things. They've worked with human yeah. DNA. 
just to see like not just the 10% that the West works with, but they went even further and said, no, there's got to be better stuff in all of this alleged junk DNA. And they found amazing connections to uh, being clairsentient and clairvoyant. And like they, they really went and, and found interesting things and answered questions to yeah. these other abilities that we have as human beings. Yeah. Now, what he did actually can be explained through quantum mechanics because we have to remember what kind of universe and world we live in. Mm -hmm. It is all a mind-created universe, and mm -hmm. the double slit experiments prove that. Several right. other experiments prove that. Mm -hmm. So we know that. And if it's mind-created, that intern was sitting there looking at it, imagining it being as he thought and he altered the recordings because he was concentrating uninterruptedly on it. Mm. So that's why in my book about spiritual science, higher conscious thinking and how to access the universal consciousness, mm -hmm. I teach people how to work the mind like that, how to use the mind in ways that you normally would think would be impossible. Right. In fact, you know, reverse the aging process, and I'm doing that. It, it right. seems to work for me. And <clears throat> and other things, how to travel outside of the body, take your consciousness out of the body and go places, see things and do things. Go to the moon, if you like, and have a look at that pyramid that's sitting about a um, couple of hundred miles from the North Pole. Just <laughs> go, look, go look at that. Right. There is now you don't build pyramids in spacesuits, so there's got to be air on the moon too, right? <laughs> right, right. So we've been lied about everything, but these are some of the things that you will learn by uh, by reading that book about spiritual science. And and mm -hmm. uh, I have no shame. I gotta say it. You can find it on uh, on Amazon. Just put my name in there, and you will find everything that I do there. Okay, perfect. Well, I've taken any of the links that you've sent me, and they are in the show description, and uh, including the website. And of course, the website has been scrolling across the bottom throughout the entire show as well. Okay. So why don't you fire off the website again for all of our audio listeners? Because we have primarily a much, much larger audio listenership, oh. uh, considering we're FM, than we do video. So... Yeah, that that'd be good. Yeah, uh, you can go to Amazon.com and put my name in the search bar. Okay. And uh, my, I have two. Uh, I have one book out there, and there's also a, um, a video documentary okay. that I explain what's going on today. It's called Aliens and Agenda Twenty One. Ooh. Uh, that gets deep. It explains the technology they're using and everything else that they're doing to the world right now. Well, I see but, another show coming then, Augie. Uh, me yeah. too, and I look forward to it. I had so much fun tonight, Augie. Thank right. you so much. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you get off yeah, that. Yeah, and get also, off the link and get off your website. And uh, yeah. yeah, go to Broadcast Team Alpha on YouTube and okay. scroll down into there, and you'll find a lot of stuff that you just probably would like to see. And okay. also on broadcastteamalpha.com, our website, Nori, Nori Love and I, we have that website where we got all kinds of goofy stuff on there. In fact, go into the picture gallery. There is right. 5,000 unbelievable pictures that should not exist, but they do in there. Right. I love it. I love it. 
Well, I mean, we had a really good time with you mm-hmm. and thank you so much for um, hanging out. I hope you start to feel a little bit better. And the next time you come on, you'll, you'll be on camera with us. Yeah. So that would be nice. <laughs> so. yeah, I, I will. I, I have to apologize again because oh, I got okay. this. I yeah. was outside of breaking branches and something mm-hmm. flew into my eye and I yeah. got an infection from it. So now I look funny. I got a red eye. So I didn't want to. No, oh, of course not. I've been there several times. That's Michelle. Don't worry about it. Yes. No, yeah. no worries. No worries. Well, thank you for, you know, coming on anyway and, and sharing all of this information with us. And I will be in touch because we would love to have you come back on and, and, you know, talk a little bit more if you'd like to do that. Um, I can get some dates thrown at you and you can let oh, me know. Absolutely. I'd love to. Uh, I was Yay. just saying, oh, I haven't, I've never met a microphone I didn't like. So I'll do that. <laughs> I like that one. I'm stealing it. There we go. <laughs> I am stealing that, sir. <laughs> well, we, we are at the top of the hour and this is where we part ways. And, um, Thank you again, Augie Nos. It was it was really awesome. And I, I will be in touch with you. Uh, please do. I'll be back whenever you call. Okay. Oh, look forward to it. Thank <laughs> that, you. That sounds good. Thank you. And have a great weekend. Feel better. Okay. And you too. <laughs> Thank you. Good night. Okay. Good night. Well, that was a really interesting segment. Really, really had a great time. What a delightful human, as I like to say. So thank you to Argy Nost for tuning in with us tonight. Big thank you to Folgers Coffee for sponsoring tonight's show, every night's show, actually. <laughs> Big thank you to Justin Snicker and to Steve McGinnis uh, for their participation in making our show exactly what it is. Big, big thank you there. So guys, if you need to get a hold of us, the outer realm contact at gmail.com, the outer realm contact at gmail.com. Wednesday night next week, we have the return of Mark Dowidziak. And last time he was on, he talked about Edgar Allan Poe. Phenomenal segment. It really was. This time he comes back and he's going to be discussing Dracula and vampires. And it will include, of course, his book, The Bedside Bathtub and Armchair Companion to Dracula. I don't know why, but I really love, I love that it. title. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh my God, it fits right in. <laughs> I love it. Thursday night, we welcome back um, our, our dear friend, Mark Ollie, all the way from the UK. Gosh, I just love listening to that man. Anyway, he is an archaeologist <laughs> and an author. He is versed in many, 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 many things. And his shows are always interesting. The topic of discussion will be something very near and dear to us, and that is the Knights Templar. Full on. He's touched on this before. He's made a whole lot of connections to the things that he was talking about. But this is going to be, you know, full on Knights Templar so we cannot wait. So everybody have a fantastic weekend, please. And if you're being snowed in in places or bad weather, please be careful out there. We want to see you all here next week. Okay? Thank you. We love you. Mwah. Thank you for participating in the chat room. You guys make it so much more fun. So everyone, good night. <laughs>